98.7 FM, Arizona's sports station. Burns and Gambo starts now. Now. Straight up to o'clock on this Wednesday afternoon. Good afternoon and welcome into today's edition of the Burns and Gambo Show. Here on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station, we are live from the Oxygen Community Studios. My name is Dave Burns, alongside the one, the only, John Gambadoro. Hi, Gambo. Burnsy, what's going on? Oh, what is going on? Christmas lights are up and out with Tukey. They do, like, uh, in, where I live in the foothills, they do this, uh, they, the whole row, for like miles, is just lit up. They, they put all, all the big trees, they put the lights on. Wow. Man, they got them up early this year. Like, it's they've been up for a few days now. November. Usually they do it around Thanksgiving. They put, they, these are, like, for four, three, four days now. Really? The Christmas lights have been up. When are your Christmas lights going up? I've got my guy that you're going to use. I'm going to use your. I got my guy, <laughs> my guy Jerry. That's uh, that I I pay to do it. So I'm. Um, I think he's putting them up like next week. Next week already? I think, really? I think before Thanksgiving. Oh, I need to reach out to your guy, find out when he's gonna. Because I, I I decided after last year, that's it. I'm done. I'm done. I, I just no more. <laughs> to stop the madness. You don't want a Griswold incident when no, putting up your lights. I, you know what? Normally, I, I I used to enjoy the process of hanging lights from the house, and last year. It's too much time. It's just, it's just it's not that and much you fun. You lose a half a day over it. If, it's just, have, yeah. have somebody do it. If I if I were to do it this year, I would do the simplest, most just hang them and beat this one little string. And okay, Merry Christmas. We're done. <laughs> just leave it at that. It's a lot of, I like the lights. I like a lot of lights. I just Me don't too. like all the Me work too. that goes into that. Well, mm. hey, you know, they're up in Awatuki. Well, Awatuki uh, lights are up loves the, uh, to celebrate yeah. Christmas. They do. Uh, they do. Uh, let's weigh in with our top story of the day here on the Burns and Gambo Show. Burns and Gambo, the weigh-in. Brought to you by Revitalize Weight Loss. I'll give ESPN credit. It's bold. <laughs> the bold strategy, Cotton. Let's hope it pays off. Um, what Usually when you get these bold predictions, bold second-half predictions, they're yeah. not that bold. You read them and you go, eh, okay, that's, that's not that. That's not that bold. When ESPN... Uh, released their power rankings for the week, plus one bold second-half prediction for each team. Mm-hmm. I, I don't know if you disagree with this, but I thought this was a very bold prediction to say... Very the, aggressive. To say the very Cardinals aggressive. would finish 15-2 and two wow. on the season. That's their bold prediction. 15-2. Wow. and two. What's the most wins that the organization's ever had in a season? I think it's 13. Is it 13? I think. I'm going to look that up. I don't even know. I should have thought about this beforehand. What is the what is the Cardinals' best record? Uh, what was their best season? I don't know. I don't know. <laughs> Hold question. on, I can I can find it here for you, real quick. Yeah, we should what have, is the most wins that because that my apologies. We should have been better prepared than this. Because um, well, I sprung it on you. Know you know that's you what did. we do, right? We don't map out this show. We you know we kind of have an idea what we're going to talk about, but like we don't. You know, we're not reading over teleprompter here, folks. The highest uh, win total is 13. 13 and 3. In 2015. 13, 13 and 3. And three. Yep. Okay, there you go. And I mean, I'm literally, I'm scrolling back to literally when they were the Chicago Cardinals. Oh, yeah, you don't have to worry about that. Uh, <laughs> I'm going, I'm going, I'm looking, right. looking, looking. 13. 13 so, is the record. Yeah. So, and that's the local guy here that put that together, right? The, that is Josh Weinfuss, okay. uh, ESPN beat writer who covers the Arizona Cardinals. We know Josh. Yeah. Uh, we spoke, I see him in the press box all the time. Uh, this is the, his pick is not a reflection of him or what we think about him. It's, it's the number we want to talk here's about. Here's what he says. The Cardinals have a relatively easy final eight games. You know, it's a good point. 
the tough part of their schedule, they kind of got through it, right? They got through having to play San Francisco on the road, having to play the Rams on the road, having to play the Packers on a Thursday night football game, going to Cleveland to play the Browns, right? It's a fair point. Mm -hmm. The Cardinals have a relatively easy final eight games, could slip up once more, either against the Rams on Monday night football or against the Cowboys in Dallas. So he's got him at 15 and two. That's, you know, I mean, you think about it, right? You're like, you know, I thought they'd go 10 and seven this year. You had him at eight and nine, I think. <laughs> I flip flopped. Remember yeah, when you the... had him at nine and eight, then you went eight and nine. No, 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 no. I, I, when the schedule first came out, I had them at like 11 and six. Okay. And then, then and then Malcolm Butler. And then Malcolm Butler, I'm like, oh, on second mm. thought, I think that secondary is going to be garbage. So I downshifted quickly yeah. into an eight win season, and I was very, very wrong. I should have stuck with my original prediction. 15. Yeah. There's nobody to fit. There's nobody. Oh, like, there's nobody no. at 14. There, nobody Not at 13. Soul. Not a soul. Is there any way anybody had 12 and five? I, I, I don't think there's any way anybody had 12 and five. Just about everybody was picking them last in the NFC West. A lot of I mean, people. Most people weren't even picking them to be a playoff team. All right, if, if they were, it was the last playoff team. No, but no, not even close. Let's have some fun. You ready? Want to have some fun? Sure. Let's Carolina at home. Win. Seattle on the road. Loss. At Chicago. Win. Rams at home. Win. At Detroit. Win. Indianapolis at home. Win. At Dallas. Loss. Seattle at home. Win. You got him with 14 and, 14 and 3. Yep. Okay, I knew you were going to play this little game. And you know why? Because I was thinking about this before we went on the air. I thought, it's okay, yeah. 15 and 2 means they can only lose one more time the rest of the year. I think somewhere between two more games against Seattle, getting Russell Wilson back, one more game against the Rams, one more game against the Cowboys, they're, they're going to lose two of those four games. Like, like, like I'm just putting those four games kind of in a lump. And I'm saying of those four, I think they lose two of them. And even if they only lose one, like we saw this past weekend, man, the Broncos beat the Cowboys, the Jags beat the Bills. One game, there is a game I'm worried about. Which one? Colts. Colts? Okay. If you said to me, what's, and I agree with the Rams in Seattle, like, you know, maybe you split with Seattle, maybe you win both. I don't think Seattle's very good. Um, The Rams, you're already beating them, but they're going to be coming for blood. They've got some film. They're not playing very well right now. Um, but, you know, maybe you could lose to the Rams. I mean, that's going to be a big game for them, right? That's going to be a big game for both teams. The only other game I would look at and say I'm a little bit worried about that would be the Colts. Good, they're a good football team, I think. I think they're a good football team. They're off to a slow start. I think they're better than what their what their, their record has shown, yeah. Yeah. So that's the thing. I'm just I'm looking at the Colts, and I'm saying, okay, like yeah. I'm not a big Carson Wentz fan, and uh, I know there's some debate whether he's going to play this week or not because his wife's going to have a baby. I think he said he's going to play. But the even though it's at home, the Colts, solid football team. You could get beat by them. You could. I, I just think that, that what we saw this past weekend is indicative that a, a crazy upset game can happen somewhere. And the Cardinals are not immune to that. You know, the, the Cardinals, just because they're 8-1 they're and one right now, doesn't mean the Cardinals are immune to it the way you know, the Bills weren't immune to it. They lost to the Jags. Yeah. The Cowboys weren't immune to it. They lost to the Dallas Cowboys. It's the NFL. Crazy stuff happens. So I think between the four tough games they have left on the schedule and the fact that as we've seen, anything can kind of happen. I think there's two losses left in the rest of their schedule. I'm not exactly sure where they're coming from, even though we did the game-by-game game thing. But I think between the, the, those four games and then the other games against the teams where a surprise could happen, I, I think they end up 14-3. and three. What do, I mean, we didn't. you didn't give any answers to this. What do you think? You got the schedule in front of you? Yeah, you ready to do All this? All right, go ahead. All right. Uh, Carolina. 
win at Seattle. Win at Chicago. Win. Home against L.A. Loss. At Detroit. Win. Home against the Colts. Slip up. Loss. At Dallas. Win. Home against Seattle. Win. Okay, so you, you got two losses too. Yeah. But you're going with, with the theory of they lose one of their remaining tough games and they lose a game that they should probably win. Colts are like a 500 team, but they're, I, I kind of still think that they're pretty good. You could lose to the Cowboys on the road, but I, I mean, I don't know. I'm about, to, I'm about a, a really tough read on the Cowboys. They're playing the worst division in football. Mm-hmm. It's terrible. The division's terrible. They're going to run away with this division. They just got slaughtered by the Broncos. They were down 30 to nothing. So I, maybe that's changing my mind a little bit. Um, I just don't know that I'm a, I don't know that I believe in the, the Cowboys yet. Yeah. By the way, updating you on what's going on with the Cardinals. Kyler Murray today on his ankle health. That's what I'm hoping for. Uh, obviously, day to day right now, but uh, I think I've made crazy strides as far as you know in a positive direction uh, since it happened. So um, I'm looking forward to it. Um, and you know, like I said, just day to day, just gonna keep working it up. Cardinals media availability today was done virtually, uh, so all of this was over a Zoom call. Cliff Kingsbury today updating Kyler Hopkins and AJ Green. Yeah, Kyler and uh, Hop still day to day. Uh, hopefully they progress throughout this week, and, and then AJ is still in the protocol as of today. But we're hoping that that will change within the next couple of days. The Cardinals did activate tight end Demetrius Harris from the COVID nineteen list, but they haven't made an announcement about AJ Green. Uh, listen, here's all the guys who didn't practice today. Okay, this is why they just did a walkthrough today. All right, go ahead. Buda Baker, Aaron Brewer, who's out with a broken arm. Chase Edmonds, Max Garcia, DeAndre Hopkins, Rondale Moore, Kyler Murray, Jordan Phillips, Justin Pugh, Jonathan Ward, David Wells, James Wiggins, all did not practice today. It's like 12 or 13 guys right yeah, there. Yeah, and three of them, Ward, Rondale Moore, and Buda Baker, are listed because of concussion. Buda, Rondale, and Jonathan Ward all have concussion listed next to their name as one of the reasons why they didn't Wednesday today. seems to be that day that coaches like to go a little easy to, isn't it? Doesn't it? Yeah, and Cliff even Wednesday. said, yeah, Cliff even said today, man, we 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 just had to go easy today. Yeah. We we got a lot of guys banged up, a lot of guys banged up. When we come back, his stock has been on the rise since the Cardinals win against the Browns. How does Vance Joseph handle another opportunity to be head coach if he gets that opportunity? That's next on the Burns and Gambo Show. Took a screenshot of a tweet from the one and only Mike Jarecki. The Mike Jarecki? If you're going to tell somebody, don't tell Mike Jarecki, tell me. Yeah. That's what Bob Ferguson once said long ago. Well, pounding the table at the same time. Good old Bob Ferguson. Yeah. Boy, that where, is, where, is, where is he now? I'd love to know. Bob Ferguson. Not sure. Okay. Not sure. Um, but Carlos, I gotta stop asking too many questions. On this I, show I seriously, today. come on! You're throwing. You, what are you, what are you, trying to expose how unprepared I am. Bridget, what's what the meaning of life? <laughs> like you know, I like. I feel like I'm in the question mode today. Just, just, I just. I'm, I'm, why is the sky blue? Yeah. <laughs> Bridget, is there so why do you continually try to get me to say something that doesn't respect one of them? I'm not going to. So quit asking. <laughs> I want to have that. I want to have that Saban soundbite at the ready. 
Just in case, yeah. Don't ask me any more questions about this. Yeah, just have that ready. I know for some reason I'm off to a great side. Just keep asking questions. Just keep asking questions that you're not prepared for. I I have no idea where Bob Ferguson is right now. I I, I don't know. I I absolutely don't. But if, if you gave me 10 seconds and maybe a little bit heads up, I could probably find an answer for you if you just don't spring this stuff on me in the middle of the air. Um, Back to the tweet from Mike Jarecki. Uh, NFL rank for the Cardinals defense. Forced fumbles first. Goal to go touchdown percentage first. Fumble recoveries first. Offensive points allowed second. Third down percentage second. Points allowed per game third. I, mean, I could do this all day. I mean, just, I've got this giant list of about a dozen and a half different categories where the Cardinals are either first, second, third, fourth, fifth, sixth, seventh, or eighth. One of the top eight teams in the NFL in about a dozen and a half different categories. And, of course, a lot of this circles back on Vance Joseph and the amazing work that he's done so far. There's been a lot of speculation that Vance Joseph might be in line for a head coaching gig at some point this offseason. Yeah. I've, been, I've been banging on that drum for about four weeks now. You, you sure have. Been banging that drum. Give so, Vance a job. So on the Dave Pash podcast, uh, Vance Joseph was a guest today or this week. And Dave asked him, point blank, on if a head coaching opportunity comes up, what do you do? I have a great job here. you know. So I'm not going to jump at the first opportunity if it happens to take a, a job that I can't see myself fixing it quick enough to sure. keep it. Sure. You know, my goal wasn't to be a head coach. It was to be a coach for a long time. You yeah. know, and sometimes, again, young guys, I mean, you get the job and once you get it and it gets hard, man, well, you know, I've been a head coach. I'm done. That's not my goal. You know, my goal is to be a head coach for a long time. You know, so the next job I take... If I have a chance to take one, it's got to be the right job. And that's the way I should be thinking, you know, being my second chance. Because, you know, if you get two chances, man, that's it. You know, you won't get three probably. So my next one's got to be the right one. My guess would be, and, you know, we don't get the detailed contract uh, amounts for these coaches and everything. My guess would be that he's probably in line for a, uh, a big raise from the Cardinals. That they will do... Uh, that Michael Bidwell will do whatever's necessary to make Vance one of the higher-paid defensive coordinators to make sure that he doesn't leave for a job that's, like he's saying, not a quality job. So that's what I would think. I would think that at some point, you know, that they'll they'll look at his contract situation and they'll make him one of the highest-paid yeah. defensive coordinators in the league, and that would make it difficult, you know, to leave for what would be considered a bad job. And that's that's the trick here, right? Because unfortunately, the bad jobs come open all the time. Why? Because they're bad jobs. Right? Because they're, they're difficult organizations to work for. They're difficult difficult organizations to win with. I, I mean, Urban Meyer with Jacksonville. I mean, I know they committed a lot of dollars to Urban Meyer, but other than beating the Bills, that hasn't gotten off to a real banner start in Jacksonville. And if for whatever reason they made a decision with Urban Meyer this year or maybe even at the end of next year, yeah, that's a coaching job in the NFL, and yeah, as the cliche goes, hey, there's only 32 of them. They're very exclusive, but if you're in a position where you can be picky, you should be picky because there are just certain organizations you go to where you know, yeah. you know walking in the door, I've got a year, maybe two tops, and if I don't win, I'm gone. And the the, the, the downside to that is that the jobs where you know you're going to have long-term stability and stay for a while, those ones never come open. Mike Tomlin's not leaving. Pete Carroll, eventually he's going to leave, but he's probably not leaving anytime soon. Bill Belichick's not leaving anytime soon, right? The, the real iconic coaching jobs in the NFL, 
man, the reason those guys are there forever is because they're great jobs and they don't want to leave. They win a lot of games there. Hot seat right now. Tell me if any of these jobs make sense. Uh, David Cullian, Texans, number one. Urban Meyer, the Jaguars, number two. Matt Rule, Panthers, number three. Brian Flores, Dolphins, four. Matt Nagy, Bears, five. Any of those jobs super attracted? Uh, what was the fourth one again? Give me the fourth number one. Number four is the Dolphins. Um, Of those, I think Carolina is the most attractive of those. <sighs> Tough part is you got Sam Donald next year for $18 million as your quarterback. True, true. But Miami's got Tua, the Bears, they've got Fields, but you don't know how good he is. You just don't know. Um, the Jaguars have the quarterback. Yeah, but they're the Jags. And the Texans, like, no. you're in that situation with, you don't have a quarterback, and you're in the situation with Watt. You may end up with a boatload of draft picks, but you just don't know. Yeah, yeah. There's Remember that story I told you? Um, we were talking about this a couple of weeks ago about a couple of restaurants where I live in Gilbert, and I don't want to say where. I don't want to say which ones. But, like, there's a restaurant there, and they go out of business in nine months, and then six months later, there's another restaurant there. Yes. And they go, and, and my wife and I have a phrase for that. We say that the place is haunted. You know, we, we drive, oh, look, there's another restaurant there. Man, it's too bad the owners don't know that that spot is haunted. That, that ever, it's that, never going to work. That there's been five restaurants there before, and they none, all, of them work. And none of them work. There's some jobs around the NFL where it just kind of feels like, it's, okay, be, be, buyer beware. If you're if you're gonna go in there and you think you're gonna change the Jets, change the Jags, change the Texans, ooh, careful, 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 careful. So I hope I hope Vance is telling us the truth and that he's gonna be picky. And I hope you're right and the Cardinals are gonna extend that contract, give him a nice raise, so he's got a financial reason to be picky about that. Yeah, I don't know because what a his lot of the jobs is, that come but... open are gonna be like, I don't know if I'd want to yeah. be the head coach there. Yeah, listen, I I don't like we don't know coaches' contracts. I don't know if his contract's up or if he's still got years left. I would just know that I would I'd probably want to make him one of the highest paid. If he's not he might be already because he was a head coach, so he might be one of the highest paid. But give him a boost He's des- he deserves it, and you know, make it difficult for him to leave if he gets offered a job. Yeah. When we come back on the Burns and Gambo show, the Phoenix Suns look to push their win streak tonight against the Trailblazers. Can they manage without two of their rotation players? That's coming up next on the Burns and Gambo show. The Burns and Gambo need to know Twitter poll presented by Sanderson Ford. All right, Mitch is here with us. He's got today's Twitter poll question of the day on the Burns and Gambo show. We uh, talked about it at the beginning of the show. Yes. ESPN's bold predictions for each team in the NFL in the second half. Pretty darn bold for the Cardinals, uh, I gotta say. And usually these bold predictions don't have a lot of teeth. This one had a little teeth. For the like Arizona Turtles. Yeah. They were sharp, they were big, and they, they hurt if they bite into you. 15 and 2. Damn. They're both predicting. Wow. Okay. In the first 17 game season. 15 and 2. So, uh, we. That's we, home field advantage in the playoffs, boys. Yes, that is. That's you don't have to leave. That's home field advantage in the playoffs. You don't have to If they get all the way to the Super Bowl this year in LA, there's no reason why we can't fill out at least 50% of that stadium. That would be true. Short trip. Wouldn't be very hard to commute if Cardinal fans wanted to go. Doable, but that's all right. So fifteen and two, now. it's bold. Yes. We're kind of riffing off of that one in the Twitter poll question of the day. What do you have for us? Yeah, we want to figure out if you think fifteen and two is doable, or just what the reasonable win total will be for the Cardinals this year. So we're asking, how many wins will the Cardinals finish with this year? Fifteen or more. So the cap would be sixteen, obviously. Fourteen, thirteen. 
12 or fewer. I mean, 12 or fewer, and they go, what, 4 and... 12 or fewer would imply 4 more wins. 4 and 3 the rest of the way? Mm, I got them better than that. Right? I go... How many games do they have left? If they're 8 and 1 right now... They've got 8 games left. Yeah. They've got 8 games left. I'm going 14. I'm going 14 too. Let's go 14. I think they I think they end up 14. We got there in three. different directions, but let's yeah. but we ended up in the same place. 14 and 3. For that for it to be 12 or fewer, they would have to go 4 and they'd 4 have to be really the rest bad. of the way. Well, I mean that'd be 500. That'd be a 500 football team the rest of the way. A 500 football team after going 7 and 0. Oh, yeah. You know, that's not good. All right, survey says on this one. Survey says with you guys, 46.9% say 14 wins is how many they will finish with this year. 32.4% say 13. 15.6% say 15 or 16, and then 12 or fewer got 5.1%. If I took 14 off of the table and said, you, John Gambadoro, are oh. not allowed to pick 14, and you went one more or one less, which would you be more inclined to pick? 13. Me too. I thought that was going to be more exciting. It's a safety net <laughs> thing. I, mean, you know? I thought that was going to be more exciting than it was. <laughs> We want action, Gambo. Uh, we, we, my friends and I have this game where we we bet small amounts of money, uh, very small amounts of money, on like NFL win totals before the season. And if all three of us say the exact same number for the team, we all have to say a different number. And so, like if like if we all say okay, we're going to say the Carolina Panthers three, two, one, eight, and we all say eight. Okay, you got to either pick nine or seven. And so I was just curious to see if I forced Man. you off of 14. Is that like a Sunday fun day at your house? Is that what you guys do it? <laughs> no, Is that a Sunday no, just, fun day? Just me and a couple of buddies. We get together Burnsies usually before buddies, every like, season. Uh, yeah, well, Fetus yeah. and T-Bone. and yeah, Oh, those are oh, yeah. yeah, it's, You don't it's, have a friend named Fetus? I don't have a friend named Fetus. T-Bone? Uh, no. Bacala? I, I don't have a Bacala. <laughs> Peach? No, I don't. I don't. My friends? Pee-wee? You know I, I love my friends. I don't. They don't really have nicknames. Mm. I don't really have any nicknames. Do, you, for do you go by Burnsy with your friends, or are you Dave? They call me Dave. Rock? No, no I friend don't, named Rock. I don't. I don't have a friend named Rock. Doesn't everybody have a friend named Rock? I had a. Pet How do you not have a friend once, named Rock? I just. I don't. Yeah, you didn't grow up googly eyes on it too. You didn't yeah. grow up in an Italian neighborhood. No, not everybody one bit. has a friend named Rock where I'm from. Sure. Yeah. But everybody. No. I, I I grew up in the desert. <laughs> I grew up in the desert with not a lot of people around because nobody lived here in the 70s. So uh, that's the poll question. You can find it on the Burns and Gambo Twitter page at Burns and Gambo. One word is where you can find that. Phoenix Suns are back in action tonight. They're taking on the Portland Trailblazers at 7 o'clock. You'll hear it on 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. Uh, of course, the investigation is still going on. I know you know. yesterday was the, the Penny Sarver story. Today, uh, there's the story about a video that's surfacing about a roast. Uh, for more details on that, you can go to ArizonaSports.com. Oh, yeah, we have that video up on the website, I believe, right, on ArizonaSports.com? So it's it, we, that's kind of the latest when it comes to that, but obviously this investigation is going to take quite a while to conclude. In the meantime, you've got a Suns team that has won five straight games. They're taking on the Trailblazers tonight. DeAndre who beat the hell out of them the last the hell time they played them. And remember the circumstances the hell out of around them. them beating the hell out of them. It was the first week of the season. The mm-hmm. Suns were playing, I believe, three games in four nights, and that was game three. And they started and the, one and two. They start, and, and they were coming off that highly emotional beatdown of the Lakers the night before. Yep. And they got to Portland, and they were gassed. And they, they were just, they had nothing in the tank that Yeah, night. I'm just looking at my notes from that game. The, 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 uh, the Blazers cleared the bench when they were up 120-85 to 85 with 8.04 left in the game. They were up by 35 points, the Blazers were, with 8 minutes and 4 seconds left in the game. 
Suns were embarrassed. They got outscored 37 to 23 in the second quarter. Had a little bit of a run in the third quarter, but that, you know, that was basically it. Um, and then this, it was just a, it was a bad game. I mean, the Suns played extremely poorly in that game. They lost 134 to 105. Uh, just embarrassed, embarrassed in that game. And, uh, you know, at that point, there was definitely some questions like, you know, we said the season's early and, you know, they were definitely playing the second of, uh, of back to back road games, which you mentioned. But that day, that game was over very quickly. That game was over at halftime. Portland was up 20 at halftime, 67 47. And the Suns, they, they just were never able to get back in the game. Yeah, no, they were, they were fatigued that night and it showed. And it was a pretty big emotional win the night before against the Lakers because they just took it to them and they, they really pounded them that night. Um, but it was a different deal the next night. The Trailblazers, they're now five and six on the season. And, and I want to thank our friends over at Bright Side of the Sun. They, they had a really good preview of tonight's game. So a lot of what I'm about to tell you came from their article about the game. Blazers are five and six on the season. They have played the fifth toughest schedule so far in the NBA. Eight of their 11 games have come against teams that are 500 or better so far. They are jacking up threes, to borrow a phrase from my good friend Gambo, like it's going out of style. Damian Lillard and C.J. McCollum, nearly 10 attempts per game so far this year. The team as a whole is putting up 41 three-point attempts per game. 45% of their shots Crazy. are coming from the three-point line. Well, you know, it, it, did, one of the other things I noticed, and that, that's that's great stat, they're just jacking them up from three. And they've got the guys that can hit them, but they're just not this year. They haven't won a road game. They are one of three teams in the NBA that have yeah. yet to win a road game. Houston is 0-7 on the road. Detroit is 0-4 on the road. And the Blazers are 0-5 on the road. So they lose 117-109 to LA last night and they just they, they can't win on the road. So they're 0 and 5 on the road. The th- only three teams have done it. Um so you know they they beat the hell out of the Suns the last time I played them. You've got to worry about CJ McCollum and Damian Lillard. Those guys are very good players. Uh and the Suns are going to remember that game, right? I mean, we always talk about the Suns and how everybody's gunning for the Suns. Well, when somebody beats the hell out of you like that, you're also gunning for them. Sure, absolutely. You're gunning for them. You remember that game. I mean, they they humiliated you when you played them the last time. You that that sticks in your craw. Like you remember that. So we we always talk about how everybody's gunning for the Suns, the Suns, the Western Conference champions, they were in the NBA finals. Everybody wants to get that mark and beat the Suns. And it's so every game's gonna be tough. Well, let's go it works the other way too. All right, the, somebody beats the hell out of the Phoenix Suns. That's going to be in their mind. They're going to want to come out and play better the next time they play him. As we mentioned, no DeAndre Eaton. He's been ruled out. Shamit is doubtful. I would imagine sometime close to game time, we'll hear that he's been ruled out yeah. too. Right? We, I mean, we, I don't know if he's going to be ruled out, but we'll we'll find out. Hopefully, sometime close. Yeah, sometime in the next couple of hours or so, we'll find out if he plays or not. From the Suns' perspective, that means presumably JaVale McGee, Frank Kaminsky. We'll see a lot more of them. Kaminsky in particular. We had him on the show yesterday. He's been off to a terrific start. We, we pointed out with Frank yesterday, and it's pointed out in this article, that the new rule changes in the NBA kind of uh, lightning, allowing a little more physicality, has really allowed Frank to become a better defensive player so far this year. I mean, you think about Jonas uh, Valanciunas from a week ago, four steals for, for Frank Kaminsky in that game in large part because he was playing physically against him in a way that maybe he would have been called for earlier in his career or last year two years ago so we'll see how that plays tonight with Nurkic and how much of a difference that makes the other thing that this article points out is and talking about bright bright side of the sun thing this article points out is that the Suns 
15th in the NBA in offensive rating, 15th in the NBA in defensive rating. So middle of the pack both ways. The thing that separated them so far is that in clutch minutes, a five-point game or less with five minutes or fewer, the Phoenix Suns have one of the best records in the NBA and have one of the best offensive and defensive ratings in the clutch so far this year. And that is what's allowed them to be 6-3 and three on the season. Yeah, there's no question. And they, you know, they, when, they, when they played well, uh, they, they have seemed to let teams get back into the game. So what you want to see is against you know, weaker teams, you want to see them be able to go out there and put some of those games away. And obviously that last game was one you know, that we talk about that we didn't see. I just want to say, hey, I just got the, I, I just, I, I'm just going with this information right now that the Cardinals, they're down a long snapper right now, right? Yeah. The Cardinals, they are going to sign Kyle Nelson, a long snapper, to the practice squad. He's played for New Orleans, Kansas City, the 49ers, the Eagles, the Chargers, the Seahawks, the Redskins, the, the, the Washington football team. Uh, so he's played a lot in the league, so he's going to get signed. So the Cardinals will sign a long snapper, Kyle Nelson, to their practice squad. And then I would imagine that you know he could be elevated for the game. When we come back, the latest college football poll is out. There is a new member in the top four as well as another Pac-12 school in the top 25. If any of this helps, we'll find out next on the Burns and Gambo Show. Back here on the Burns and Gambo Show, 98.7 FM, Arizona Sports Station. The latest college football rankings came out last night. I was wrong. I, usually they <laughs> do it at like 4 or 5 o'clock, but I yeah. forgot last night was Time the opener for college basketball. No, it was, it was it college basketball. Yeah, it was because of college basketball, because ESPN had those two big top 10 matchups last night. And so they, I think. Remy they, Martin in Kansas. They wedged it in between those two games, right? Yeah. And so they were, they were trying to promote and the fact Duke that. Duke, Kentucky, right? Yeah. Duke, Kentucky. So, so it was not at five o'clock. Hey, ASU and U of A won yesterday. They did. U the Tommy a. Lloyd era begins with the win as they, they go, take down the lumber jokes. They did indeed. And apparently he's just as sweaty as, uh, Sean Miller. Had to change his shirt. He had to change times, his shirt. Right? He, I, I, they probably threw water bottles at him or something yeah. like that. Georgia number one, Alabama, despite their loss or despite their close game, they didn't lose, but it was a close game to LSU. It's a love fest with Alabama. There's just this. There, I, I'm, Alabama is that 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 girl you can never forget. I like s- they they just can't drop them. I said it yesterday, and I will they can't believe quit Alabama. This, that as long as Alabama doesn't get humiliated in the SEC title game, they yeah. will get in with two losses. They will get in with two losses. They, I mean, LSU's not it's that happening. good this year. I know LSU's not that good. Close it, game. Cincinnati plays a close game. They don't get any real benefit. Alabama plays a close game. Like I said, man, it's just there is this this love affair with Alabama. Georgia, and it could be that just they think they're the best team in the country because you still have to judge it on who you think is the course. better team. I mean, look, if Alabama plays Cincinnati, we're all taking Alabama to win the game. If I'm sitting in that room, I'm not sitting here saying I'm doing anything different. I'm not sitting here saying that I'm not judging Alabama and and saying they are one of the four best teams in college football. I, they 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 just are. And, and I mean, Cincinnati, Cincinnati. Barely beat Tulsa over the weekend. They did. Oregon, they lost to a bad Stanford team. The Big Ten, good luck sorting that out. They actually had Michigan ahead of Michigan State. And Michigan State beat even them. though Michigan State beat them ten I days know. ago, but because Michigan State lost to Purdue, uh, and, and but Purdue actually, and I predicted that I, on Friday. I said Purdue's going to beat them. Purdue will beat Michigan State on the show. I said that at home. Purdue's good. Like it's a good football team. I knew they were going to be Michigan State. Michigan State was playing at a level that they, they, they're not that good. Like They're not that level to be a playoff team. And Purdue, that was a tough game. Yeah, the Big Ten, man, these next couple of weeks are going to be crazy for the Big Ten to see 
you know, if Ohio State can hang on and get into the playoffs. Ohio State plays everybody. I mean, Ohio State yeah. plays Purdue. Ohio State plays Michigan State. Ohio State plays Michigan. Uh, it was Georgia 1, Alabama 2. Oregon moved up to 3. Ohio State moved up to 4. Cincinnati moved up to 5. And so there's there's a lot of craziness to kind of contend with here. Number one, the Big Ten, wild three weeks coming up. Can Ohio State end up kind of running the table through Purdue, Michigan State, Three Michigan, straight ranked opponents. And then whoever they get in the Big Ten title game, yep. which I think would be a top 20 team. Uh, Cincinnati is going to need a little help. They, they need Alabama to be beaten soundly in the SEC title game, and they probably need Oregon or Oklahoma to end up with a couple of losses. Now, Oklahoma's got a tough game against Baylor coming out. Now, Oklahoma hasn't played anybody. That's the thing. Like They haven't played anybody. But if they win out, I'm telling you right now, they're in. If they win out, they're in. Yeah, I would agree. Cause, I cause, mean, undefeated Sooner team in the Big 12 with the, like, like Baylor's 14th in the country. Oklahoma State is 10. Oklahoma State is 10. So they'll 10. have wins over 14. They'll have wins over 10. Yeah. And they'll have wins in the Big... I, but here's my greatest fear. Here's my greatest oh, fear. And Iowa State. They play too, yeah, and, and they'll yeah. get and they'll get brownie points for that one too. Here's my greatest fear. Okay, is that Ohio State's going to win out, Oklahoma's going to win out, and your Final Four is going to be Georgia, Alabama, Oklahoma, and Ohio State, and leave Oregon out. And for all of the talk about and Oregon, they beat Ohio State. for all of the talk about Cincinnati. Well, I, I I say that I think if Oregon wins out, that that's what I can't. You got to go Oregon if, over Ohio if, State. If Oklahoma wins out, if Ohio State wins out, if Oregon wins out. Will the committee have the guts to put in Oregon over Ohio State because of that head-to-head? They should. They should. I think that they should. But I think Ohio State's overall resume, they might look at it and say it's better than Oregon's, even with the head-to-head that Oregon's got over Ohio State. And the reason why that's my fear, Gambo, is that those four teams, those are the four teams that are always in it. We're just subbing out... We're subbing out somebody for Clemson. Clemson's out, and we're putting in either Oklahoma or Georgia. And Oregon there. would have two wins against Utah. If they went out. If yes. they went out. Now, you could say all you want about Ohio State. they got to play what? Purdue, Michigan, Michigan State, right? Is that how they play? Yes. If Oregon beats Utah twice, once there, and then once in the pack, come on. I hope you're right. I, like, I, would, right. I would put Oregon in over I, them. I, I, well, they have a head-to-head over Ohio State. You and should. that's why. You should, but... Even though their loss is... You know their their loss isn't a good loss. Oregon's loss is not a good uh, loss. It's, it's getting a, it's becoming a worse loss by the day against Stanford. I know, I know, because Stanford just got clobbered by Utah, and they didn't, and they were missing guys, and they were missing coaches for that guy. I get all that with Oregon, Gambo. I hope you're right. I wouldn't bet any more than a lunch that you're wrong. I wouldn't bet any more than a lunch that they look at Ohio State's overall body of work and say it's better than Oregon's, even though Oregon's got the head-to-head win. And my fear is that the Final Four is going to be just the same old, same old Georgia, Alabama, Ohio State, Oklahoma, blah, 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 right, blah, so blah. If Alabama loses to Georgia, that's two losses for them. If Oregon loses one of those games, that's two losses for them. And that's very conceivable, right? Alabama could lose to Georgia. They could, but... And, and Oregon okay. could lose to Utah. Finish your thought. Right? Okay, yeah, go ahead. So then you're looking at, you start to look at, okay, what would happen if that, you'd have Georgia number one, if Ohio State wins out, Ohio State's in, Oklahoma wins out, Oklahoma's in, and then you get Cincinnati in. I think if I, because I'm looking for ways to get Cincinnati in. I'm sure. I, well, I'm going to root for the underdog here, okay? Um, if since For Cincinnati to get in, I think Oregon's got to lose a game. And I think it would help if 
either Oklahoma loses or Alabama loses or Ohio State loses one of those games. So what's more likely? I don't know. Maybe Georgia beating Alabama is more likely than Ohio State losing to Michigan, Michigan State, or Purdue. Maybe. But the, but the problem with that is, and I'll, I'll I two said, lost Cincinnati I, I, team or undefeated I, Cincinnati. I said it at the beginning. I'll say it again. If Alabama loses close to Georgia, I think they're getting in even with two losses. I do. I think they will get in even with two losses if it's close because the committee loves Alabama. So for that, so who was the better loss for Cincinnati to get in? Oklahoma because they haven't played anybody. Uh, uh, undefeated team over a one-loss Oklahoma team. I think the best way for I think for Cincinnati to get in. Yeah, I want Cincinnati in. Are, are we assuming that Alabama gets in even if they lose to Georgia? You, I'm just you've already said that, okay. so I'm going to well, the I'm next just, angle. I, okay, Is the next I, angle. Is it an Oklahoma loss? I think it's both. I think it's Oregon with two losses and Oklahoma with a loss. Okay. Which could I, I, I mean which I th- could happen. I think both have to happen. Could happen. I think both I think both have to happen. And as soon as they've just played nobody. And then Ohio State gets one of the spots if they win out. I I I think Cincinnati's gonna get I think they're gonna get hosed on this one. Which, you know, we talked about this a little bit last week. It's sort of... Do they want to do it on purpose to expand the playoffs? You're right. You know, If, if, if you let them in, sorry, people are going to be like, oh, yeah, look. Sorry, we left Cincinnati out. Oh, you want us to expand the playoffs uh, to make up for it? Sure, we'd be happy But to wouldn't help. that be the signature, like, okay, telltale sign that they want to expand the playoffs? Yeah. Leave Cincinnati out so that way the little guy complains even louder yep. that they can't get in. And then you've got, you know, that then you could make an argument that you need to expand the playoffs. Texas, your thoughts on the state of college football. The FanDuel text line is open for you at 620-620 right now. When we come back, it's time for 45 minutes of nonstop Suns talk. Our round ball roundtable, the voice of the Suns on Valley Sports Arizona. Kevin Ray joining us in studio for a couple of segments. That's next here on 98.7 FM Arizona Sports Station.